Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast. My name is Allison Turner. I am your host. The purpose of this podcast is to delve into the entrepreneurial journey and how different types of entrepreneurs got their start. Today we have Jeff Dash, who is part of Dash Travel, which I believe your father started 60 plus years ago. And also he has more recently started Delray Beach Experience. So I wanna talk a little bit briefly about Dash Travel because I know you came into that journey with your dad and you've kind of taken it over. I know, does he still come in a little bit? Oh, my dad's still active at 85 years old. (laughs) Still active. So you can be an entrepreneur even in your older age. But how did you, when you first decided to come in with your father, were there any challenges in coming into a family business? Because I know sometimes there's some family strife or did you guys always kind of get along and have the same vision? Well, you know, the beautiful thing is, is my dad created an awesome legacy to start and I was able to watch it growing up as a kid and uh, being in the travel business, we always traveled the world. So it was a beautiful thing. So I always realized when I got older, it was something I wanted to consider. Um, so learning from him and just seeing how he was an example and it was always taking care of the customer and you know, making dreams come true. So you know, people always ask why he was always smiling and it was because the business that he was in made people so happy. Well, anytime you get to travel, I mean, I'm a huge travel person and anytime you get to travel for me is a, a positive. So obviously you guys got it from both sides. You got to travel yourselves because you, it's probably better to experience some of those places so you can recommend some places absolutely and then you also got to make other people happy yeah and travel was always about the experience and the journey so it was always exciting being able to create something no that's fabulous and do you service mainly just people from the south florida area or do you service i mean do people are you known in other areas we have a worldwide clientele so um, it's really exciting and we've got some clients that have been with us for over 50 years wow. and um, you know we've been in business for 63 years in the travel industry 63 years and that's that's got to be hard to do especially given the pandemic that shut everything down in the travel world for a period of i don't know one a year plus yeah. depending on which country i guess you're talking about well you know what it's the most resilient business in the world travel always comes back and whether it was 9-11 or whether it was 2008 during the recession you know, travel was the first thing to bounce back because there was such a pent up demand that people always wanted to be out and active. So um, yeah, the last two years, definitely really challenging. And, you know, it gave me an opportunity to be able to um, think about something new and to be able to create the Delray Beach Experience app. And um, that was just really great timing but unfortunate timing. So I was always able to um, volunteer and give back. So I used to volunteer at the visitor center and I realized that my dad, who's a pack rat, God bless him, but he's got stuff from 50 years ago from visitor centers in these bags that are sitting with cobwebs on them uh, in the garage. So I said, there's gotta be a better way to give information out to when people come to a city. So um, I got together with a lot of the um, hotels and a lot of the stakeholders in the community and uh, thought about what was the best 
thing to bring forward, and then I came up with the Delray Beach Experience app. Oh, that's fabulous. So how long has that been active at this point? Um, it's launched a little over a year ago. Okay, so that was created right in the middle. I couldn't remember if it was like just before the pandemic or if it was during the pandemic. It was March of 2021 was our official launch. Okay, so you did think about it right when the COVID and pandemic hit. Yeah, because you couldn't do anything else, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> the idea took a really long period of time to um, come up with and then to um, sketch out and to plan out and to um, develop. So a team of developers are working on it for uh, about a year behind the scenes. You know, so um, launch was one date, but the development took over a year and 5,000 plus hours. Um, well, I think that's, that's fabulous. And I think the Delray Beach experience gives you a great feel for all of Delray and especially for not only visitors coming here, but for someone like me who's a resident here. I mean, it's an app I can go to and look something up if I need some quick information about our city. Yeah, an easy handheld device that's free to download that people could look for happy hours or things to do, places to go. And um, it's a really great guide of galleries and um, different activities, you know, monthly activities, annual events. So there's very robust amount of information, not only in Delray Beach, but beyond Delray Beach, including Palm Beach County. So there's a great wow. amount of information for all of Palm Beach <laughs> County. So, you know, when you do a deep dive into it, there's a lot of information about nonprofits. And okay. uh, part of the, our goal is always to support nonprofits in whatever we do. So years ago, we came up with a program called Dash Travel for Charity. And it's travel with Dash, your charity gets cash. We give 25% back of our real profits to any registered 501c3. Oh, that's great, because I, I know nonprofits are always looking for ways to kind of source additional revenues and everyone's competing for the same grants and the same donations and everything. And you see the same letters from different nonprofits that come into your email. I mean, some of them might get once or twice a week, it seems like. It's amazing. And I often, no offense nonprofits, but sometimes I get too many emails. So sometimes I just file them away because I just don't have the time and the bandwidth to read them every single, Absolutely. every single you know, time that they come into my inbox. And we're in the hotbed for nonprofits. Palm Beach County has over 2,500 nonprofits wow. and Delray Beach alone has approximately 400. So. 2,500, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah, it's a tremendous number. Almost 20%, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and the Delray Beach Chamber of Commerce has a very robust and active uh, nonprofit council. Mm -hmm. There's over 90 members, so it's uh, really great to be able to give them a showcase to show their videos and, and uh, tell everybody about what they do. No, I, th I think it's so needed, and I mean, obviously it's a win-win because they can get to potential clients that you wouldn't have had before. Absolutely. And then they get 25% of that, um, you know, whatever the trip costs. That 25% mm -hmm. of our profit from the profit. trip. Absolutely. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Not 25% of the cost. <laughs> I'm sure the profit isn't that. I wish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be retired by now, huh? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so if someone wanted to start an app, I mean, I have no clue. I mean, I know there's different sizes of apps, but obviously the Delray Beach experience has really been built out. Yeah. What kind of ballpark costs are you looking at to start something like that? Because I know people that are like, oh yeah, I just need to start an app. And you know, there's some like do-it-yourself app things that are out there, which you look at it on your phone and you're like, you know, everything's resized wrong because it's not like mobile friendly and. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you don't really need somebody who's skilled and talented to right. lead the charge. And you know, I'm really a good visionary and really creative about laying everything out. 
but um, it takes a full team. And honestly, um, you're never done developing. You know, there's still always a development. There's always something right. in development. You're always, you know, working to uh, listen to your your audience. And you know, you're always changing as you hear your audience, and you're always, you know, growing with that as they think. Um, and there's never an exact science. So cost, it's always ongoing. You know, there's a lot of apps that. Um, you could buy and there's a template and right. somebody could plug and play and it's like really basic and really generic. <laughs> but the native apps that are really fully customized are really time consuming and really expensive. Right. And you know what, just when you think you've perfected it, you're changing something. And um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a good app, the key is the back end functionality. Everybody sees the front end because that's the face of the app, mm -hmm. but they really don't understand the complexity if you want the right functionality to be able to grow and to actually give people the opportunity to um, self-manage their own listings. So not that people no. will do that, but they do have that. They do have that the capability, to do, capability that. to do that. And, um, and it, it's really built to grow. Excellent, excellent. So, I mean, are we talking like 25,000 and more? I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for like a ballpark of where you start with something like You're this. You're well into the, well over $100,000 just to be, you know, starting. And then, you know, you're even a lot more than that, depending upon this, yeah. the, what you do. How much you have to continue to, I mean, and, obviously and, apps have to always continue to update. And just, and just the monthly maintenance, you know, right. is significant just to maintain the app, even if you don't do anything, because there's always a lot of back-end costs involved. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think that's, you know, one thing I just want to, kind of alert people too is because so often people are like, oh yeah, let's do an app for it. And I don't think they realize what the cost is to do a really professional looking app that works across all these platforms because you've got Apple that wants one thing and then Android wants something else. And now you got Google phones and whatever the other platforms are out there that Absolutely. in the phone section. And they all want something slightly differently. So, you know, the Apple one's not going to work on the Android platform. And there's some, whatever those tweaks are, because I don't know them. It's amazing. It takes a lot of time to have the right team in place that you trust to be able to run with it. And, you know, sometimes in development, um, things happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> and even with updates, there's always updates with Apple or with um, Google that for the Android that you have to just um, do because they change things on a whim and all of a sudden they send you notice, hey, you've got 30 days to redo this and then you got to do it. <laughs> Otherwise, your app doesn't work or something yeah. uh, catastrophic could happen. So it's never ending. It's always ongoing. But it's exciting to watch something start from nothing and watch it grow. And, you know, um, data, that's where we are really the kings. We have more data probably than anybody. And, you know, we don't just have downtown Delray Beach businesses. We're out to 441 and, you know, nice. the middle of Delray and we're representing everybody. So there's a really great listing of uh, restaurants, of, you know, spas, of wellness centers. Um, oh, that's, that's great. So what if a... a wellness center or somebody changes their address. I mean, restaurants are less likely to move, but I know sometimes, you know, something, a wellness center moves. Do well, you have to update that or can they go in and update that or? We give everybody the opportunity to go into the back end and provide updates on a timely manner. They can update pictures, they can update videos of their business. So we provide videos as part of their listing. They also could um, change anything they want in any given time. Um, I've had a lot of businesses that have moved and relocated and you know we're pretty in tune with the local community because we know Delray Beach so we're able to say oh by the way you know and I'll tell my <laughs> my uh, 
my data person, by the way, you got to change this, you got to change that. And the same thing with places that go out of business. You know, I mean, there are a lot of places that go out of business. So we're really diligent and try really hard to update in a timely manner. But like everything else, certain things fall through the cracks. And, you know, if somebody says, hey, by the way, you know, I went to that business and it was closed, just send us a note. And, you know, we apologize in advance for something not being listed correctly. But, you know, we've got over 2,000 businesses listed in our app. So, um, it's very time consuming, but we do our best. <laughs> 2,000 businesses. Mm -hmm. That's a huge amount of data to keep up. Almost 300 restaurants in Delray Beach alone. Uh, I'm going to have to go back in again. <laughs> I haven't been in for a while, so i got to go back in and scope them out. Absolutely. I mean, Palm so, Beach County has 150 places, to, things to do, wow. places to go. Now, how do you monetize something like this? Because I know some people think through parts of a business, and they think through you know getting started, but they don't really... You know, they think they're going to get sponsors or they think they're going to get, and obviously just to get sponsors, you have to have a reputation to get sponsors yeah. and, and show downloads and all that wonderful stuff Absolutely. because who wants to sponsor something and no one downloads? Most definitely. And, you know, and everybody has to start somewhere and you have to, you know, believe and trust and buy in, you know, a lot of times at the beginning. So you create a long-term partnership. So, you know, some people, like you said, are more apprehensive because they want to see what they want to see. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is by the time they see what they need to see, they're not going to be in the game because everything's going to be so expensive and they're already going to right. lose their opportunity. So, you know, you really want to start at the beginning with somebody in a new venture, if you see that your vision and their and and what they're doing align, and if it does, then you got a great match and you can really do great things together. And honestly, those are the people I want to work with. Anyhow, I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't believe in what we're doing and doesn't see their value because I could show their value and I can bring that to a lot of people that don't have awareness currently of what they're doing. So for us, it's a really powerful to to be a matchmaker for new clients and new businesses. And the truth of the matter is you never know what businesses are gonna sign up. So even in the infant stage of just getting businesses to sign up, I had a wonderful company sign up and they were the producers of a world championship tennis event, uh, the 2022 International Tennis Federation World Super yeah. Seniors Team and Singles Championship. And we had 900 players coming from all over the world. Um, and that was because they signed up to be a participant in the app. I called them up and said, I love what you do, we need to meet. And there was a relationship formed. There was, over a short period of time, a lot of trust. And uh, because of just launching the app in the quietest time in the history of the travel industry, you know, I was able to help co-produce an event that yielded over 4,000 room nights. Wow, that's great. So, you know, you can never ever expect, except, you know, hope that you're gonna create good and that what you do creates a legacy for more than just you. Right, yeah. So it sounds like from what you just said, like mindset's a huge part, you know, and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the mindset of an entrepreneur and, you know, because you're gonna run into challenges each and every day and there's always gonna be, you know, ups and downs and if you don't have that, you know, great mindset or at least can re-correct, you know, because there's gonna be down days no matter mm -hmm. what. But you not know, every you day is have, a great day. Yeah, exactly. Um, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it'd be nice if it was just like the level playing field all the way up instead of like, you know, so, but um, yeah, so it sounds like, you know, is there something that you do? Is it just more natural for you as far as the mindset? Is there something, you know, if like for me, I feel like I always have to kind of take 
you know, have work to do it. So I mean, I when I get up early in the morning and I have my morning routine and walk and do gratitude and goals and things like that, like that's what kind of helps me set the tone for my day. Oh, absolutely. You know, and move forward. Yeah. So is there something for you personally that helps with, you know, kind of maintaining that mindset? Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, you have to look at life as um, the journey and with all the uncontrollable variables that come into play, you know, you want to just take it lightly. A lot of people take things way too seriously, especially things that they don't control on a daily basis. I'm in the travel business. I put my name <laughs> and my reputation in people's hands every day. Lucky I've got trusted relationship with vendors for 30, 40 years that have been doing wonderful work. But you know, you have to control what you do. That's why we don't book airline tickets. Can you imagine booking domestic oh, airline tickets no. now when every day you see a thousand cancellations, two thousand, three thousand cancellations. <laughs> so handling the uncontrollable right. variables the best that you can and always being even keel has always been what I've done. I've always had great coping skills and lucky, mm -hmm. you know, I was able to be taught them at a young age. And I've always seen my dad who, he's never ever stressed or, or get flustered about anything. It could be like really? the worst thing ever, you know, but that's just the way I, I was taught, just to be even keel. And, you know, like you said, reaffirmation and, and constantly, you know, being grateful for what you've got going on. And, you know, and I, I'm up early every day and, you know, and I stay up late and I read. I, I spend hours and hours of reading, you know, doing research and data. And of course, you know, you want to be, it's mind over matter in anything. <laughs> so you always want to, you know, make sure that you're always being nice and you're always being positive and not creating any negative energy towards anybody. Mm -hmm. And it comes back a million times over because what okay. you do is you attract that in your life. And you know what, when you have those like-minded people, you can get that at a higher level that you can never ever get to. Because that me person is a really lonely, shallow journey. But the we, and that's like everything I do is inclusive and it brings us together to do great right. things. And now you have to have to have the people to buy in, whether it's the Dash Travel for Charity, it's set up for nonprofits. Zero startup cost, a turnkey operation where right. I am a real friend of the nonprofits. I give 25% back of our real profits. A lot of friends of nonprofits, when you peel back the layers, well, you say, I need less friends like you. So that being said, we're all about being part of a team and giving back. No, I think that's, I mean, two important things you said there. First was the mentorship piece. And I know, you know, you were lucky because obviously you grew up in the business and you grew up with that, your father is the mentor. So, you know, a lot of people don't have that when they first start a business. Maybe their parents, you know, worked for someone else. You know, maybe they didn't, whatever the case is, you know, they didn't have that parental mentorship. And so they're starting a business and maybe they don't have any kind of mentor. So would you recommend someone get a mentor or a coach or something like that if, you know. If you're lucky enough to have an angel on your side and, <laughs> and have a champion, there's nothing better. Right. You know, the, the hardest thing is, is to find somebody who wants to do it just because they're a giving person and because they want to see somebody thrive. So when you can find somebody who wants you to like grow and be a better person that's on your team, wow, how lucky are you? You know, that, that's what everybody dreams of. Mm -hmm. It's just there are very few people who are selfless and so giving right. who want to actually put others before themselves. So, yeah, I mean, I was so lucky because I grew up in the business and, you know, I was always bribed by these amazing vacations and trips. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I can go to UCLA, but, you know, and I did. And when I grow up, what do I want to do? Oh, travel. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's our life.
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thank you. And then the other thing you said, let's see if I remember it now, uh, is the kind of we versus me mentality and almost that law of attraction type thing. So what you put out, you get back. Absolutely. And I think that's a key piece as well, because especially if you kind of go out to the world in that negative sense, usually that negativity comes back to you. I mean, I, sometimes I'll see entrepreneurs or just you know, other people in day-to-day -day life, and you'll see them all over social media complaining about this, complaining about that, and then all of a sudden something, you know, and not that I ever wish bad for anyone, but you know, something bad happens to them or someone, and I'm like, you just attracted all that right in there. You know, Absolutely. and obviously there's some chance it's in there too, but it's like, you know, the more you are in that negative energy, the more it comes right back at you. Oh, definitely. I, I, I walk away from clients all the time because we're not a good fit and they don't know how to treat me. You know, it's all about your words. And if you're not kind and you're not nice and respectful of my skills, go knock yourself out and do it yourself. I don't have the time, patience, energy, <laughs> or hair left to actually, <laughs> you know, deal with people like that. You know, that's about respecting other skills and talents. It's like anywhere you go, I'm a professional. It's like you go into a doctor, you go into a lawyer, you know, we all get treated the same. And if we don't, well, I, you know, it's just not a good match. Right, yeah, and I mean, that brings up a great point that sometimes the client is not your ideal client, you know, and it's okay to fire a client for the right reasons. Absolutely, feels good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because usually it's those, those particular clients you spend more energy on, more time on, and more everything on, and they're still never happy. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. and so now you're putting, you know, maybe, and they're usually like the low paying client too, or at least in my, in my experience, you know, they're the small client that just needs a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're nitpicking on this and this and this, and set up for failure but yet don't want to pay anything more for any of that <laughs> so you know as i said it hasn't happened too often to me so which i'm blessed but every once in a while you have someone that um you know it's just not the right fit and it's okay to say you know you don't need to take everyone on as a client I, that's one of the things i often stress to people you know in the coaching world you know especially if you're starting a business you know and you ask them who their avatar is or their ideal client and they're like oh everyone i'm like oh, no just because you're selling a t-shirt or whatever you're selling that anyone could wear or whatever that is, you know, anyone can go on a trip. Absolutely. But is everyone your ideal client? Probably not. Because mm -hmm. some people don't travel internationally. Some people don't take cruises. You know, you're not going to buy airline stuff for them, um, you know, so there's a lot of, and there's so much stuff you can do online nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're not for everybody. No. And that's why we charge a professional planning fee up front to weed out the people nice. that are not a good match for us. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been to a travel agent in years, but uh, that's, that's interesting at professional, so it's like kind of a, like a concierge fee almost. Travel management fee yeah. for your entire trip from start to finish. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense. I mean, I think, you know, that's one of those things that I've learned from a startup side, you know, when sometimes I'll have startup companies come in for branding. And I realized I was spending all this time with them because they didn't really understand what branding was. Absolutely. And I was doing consulting or coaching with them. And so I started adding that into my business, you know, my plan and the cost because I was like, okay, I'm doing it anyway, you know, and you can't like hand them a proposal and then all of a sudden come back and say, oh yeah, now you owe me for this too. <laughs> you know, that doesn't work. Absolutely. So, so I started putting it into the original proposal because I was spending 
three, four, five, six hours oh, yeah. with them to figure out like what their brand was, you know, what their who their ideal client was or is, and you know all those different pieces and you know what colors and everything that. Mm-hmm. You know, because they'd want one color because they like the color. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not the right color for your ideal client. So, yeah. Smart. I, I totally understand that. <laughs> so what are your plans? The Delray Beach experience obviously is, you know, operating how it is now. But what are what are the bigger plans for that? I mean, do you have a bigger vision than where it is right now? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a roadmap for the future. Um, there are other municipalities who are certainly interested in creating their own experience. So there have been extensive ongoing conversations with multiple municipalities in the area. Okay. So you're talking about going, so would there be like a Boynton Beach experience or something? Things like that could be be in the works. Absolutely. Palm Beach County experience for sure. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so that's another thing I want to talk to people about is, you know, it's just because you get to a certain place, you know, if your original vision is like Delray Beach experience, you know, once you get there, obviously you can still enhance that, I'm sure, and still improve that in whatever ways because certain things may come up and you're like, Absolutely. oh, there's another opportunity I could, you know, take advantage of. But then also looking at the bigger piece of, you know, if you want to scale something like that, some kind of business plan, you know, the way to do it is now, you know, a municipality, a county that might have funding. Definitely. Yeah, tourism master plans are really big these days. So most cities in the area are creating their own master plans and they really want to enhance tourism and have a bigger, better footprint so people are more aware of what's going on in their area. And a lot of cities just, you know, have a website and it doesn't have current or accurate information. And that's the most important is maintaining the information and keeping it all current. And um, a lot of cities just don't have the manpower to do it on their own, but they can, you know, subcontract those tasks out and create uh, a better experience for anybody Mm -hmm. who's a local or somebody who visits. Yeah, a lot of times they don't have the same cost if they subcontract it out. Absolutely. Because they don't have to pay health insurance and benefits, all the stuff that Definitely. cities pay and long-term retirement plans and all the pension stuff. That... And we've already developed the technology, so right. really it's just changing the city and putting in you know, their restaurants, their businesses, yeah. their things to do. So it really follows the same general model. Yeah. And so the cost to start probably isn't as high because now you've got the model already in 100%, place. 100%. Yeah. It's one startup is... cost and a licensing fee. Nice, nice. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know didn't know you were going after something like that. So are you going to plan to try and take it outside the state of Florida too? I mean, potentially? I'd be happy just to, you know, master South Palm Beach County or, <laughs> or Palm Beach County or the immediate area. But uh, yeah, I mean... I'm thinking nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you could go Europe. You Flor- travel. Flor- you could tie all that in together. Come on, that's a doable thing. Let's own Florida first and then we could own the world. All right, there you go. I like that. Own Florida first and own the world. That could be a new slogan. I like it. <laughs> Make sure you write that down. Um, no, I think that's that's interesting because, you know, I always talk to people like you always have to keep planning and you always have to keep, you know, kind of envisioning what that next step is. It doesn't mean you have to do it right then, but at least look ahead and then also be prepared for you know, the economic stuff, obviously, I think most people weren't prepared for COVID to hit because no one anticipated a global pandemic. Absolutely. Since we hadn't really experienced one in our lifetimes. And it was amazing. It was a great opportunity to give us more time to develop a bigger and better app. So we pulled back instead of releasing early, we developed for another year 
and yeah. you know created just something that was much more powerful. Yeah, I mean, so also taking what is it, making uh, lemonade from lemons or whatever whatever the saying is out there, uh, you know, taking a bad time where your primary business is shut down pretty 100%. much. Other than you probably still had to field a bunch of calls of like, we need our money back and all those types of Definitely. types of calls that were coming Tra in. Travel therapist for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travel therapist slash global pandemic therapist slash <laughs> <laughs> all that type of thing. Um, but also, you know, using that opportunity to kind of plan the next step in the app. So the, the startup side of things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, and so it's always thinking, always planning, you know, making sure you, and I'm sure you had people that you were bouncing these ideas off of. Oh, absolutely. Is your dad involved in the app at all? No, not no? really. You know, I mean, yeah, he, said he stays it, in the dash. Yeah, I mean, I, we had a whole, a whole team sit on a lot of uh, the initial meetings, whether okay. it was some, some of the city partners, um, some just local hoteliers, some local specialty okay. people so it was a bunch of people who were just sitting in and you know i had the different ideas and it was like oh this is great this could work and then it was like oh this is really great okay so you got buy-in from some of the key partners Com in the city of delray complete buy-in yeah okay. from most of the stakeholders yeah i man. thought it was a great idea but we don't have the money to do it how are you going to do it all right i'll, I'll find the money uh, yeah i'll fund <laughs> it and <laughs> figure out how to fund it I mean, I think that's good because I think that that brings up another point of, you know, getting that buy-in before because a lot of people, you know, start a business, they don't, either they start a business and they don't figure out if it's like, you know, if it's something completely new, like this was completely new, even though apps have been around. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's, and there's similar a, types of things out there, but. Definitely city guides out but, there. But I mean, exists. given the high kind of entry fee into this yeah you know definitely. you definitely want some buy-in so people will play <laughs> that's the most that was the most important was, yeah. was doing the due diligence and all the behind the scenes work you know before you really go crazy and spend all that money yeah because if it's not a good idea and it's not something that people are interested in it wasn't going to go anywhere and part of our uh, Delray Beach uh, experience app is the VIP membership which is complimentary to all hotel guests which really sets us apart and creates great value for when they arrive into town they get all these great discounts. Oh, nice. That's great. So the, then the hotel lets them know that? Yeah, when they check in. Ah, so that, hence the partnership. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so do you always, so you always have to kind of keep touching base with the hotels. Nonstop, continuous, yeah, always. Yeah, because I'm sure like the players at the hotels change and then you got to make sure the new one that comes Constant. in. Constant. No, and it's the same thing. And, and you know, we, we have a, a virtual concierge. A lot of the hotels do not have their own concierge. So we have a 24 hour a day concierge, concierge that picks really? up the phone and, uh, and helps clients out who are part oh. of our app membership. That's great. So who, so to monetize this app, obviously do, who, cause I know like anyone can download it. So I've got it on my phone, you know, there's no cost to download it. Thank so you. you talked about the VIP. So the VIP is the discount side. Yeah. The VIP membership is $97 per year. Okay. And, um, there's all sorts of amazing values all around town, whether it's a hundred dollars off of a trip or it's a, a value at a hotel or various okay. restaurants or silver ball, one hour free admission. There's okay. great values that businesses have provided and more coming every day that VIP side and do any of the partner side do they pay at all like the hotels and things like that or their sponsors well or how? there are different uh, levels of sponsorships so okay. the hotels have uh, complete buy-in okay great 
No, and I think that's so important, you know, just to have everyone kind of play, play nicely in the sandbox together, because I know sometimes that can be hard in municipalities with Absolutely. politics and different things like that. So I think that's, uh, you know, you were smart to get that prior to any kind of investment into this idea. Thank you. So if you were going to say one thing that you thought a, you know, someone wanted to start a business, it doesn't have to be an app, it doesn't have to be travel, whatever, just any kind of business. And I always ask this of guests, you know, as we start to come to a close, like one thing that you either wish you had known or you did know going in, and you maybe did know because you had a great mentor of your dad, you know, that really helped you kind of excel in, in business, what would that be? You know, um, the reason for small business failure is being undercapitalized. So, you know, make sure that when you're gonna start that you know that you might not have any income for quite a long period of time. So if you're gonna even invest in yourself and in your business, you gotta be able to carry your business for a little period of time. So, you know, you have to expect the unexpected and you have to, you know, figure out that, oh, I didn't realize I had to do that. And there's always unexpected costs that you never ever thought you had. What about, oh, I didn't know I had to do that. Or, or you know, especially in development, oh, <laughs> whoa that's a big expense yeah. and then you know the monthly upkeep so you know you have to do your due diligence i mean put all your numbers together you know hopefully you know if you're just starting out you get a sba business loan or you know there's a lot of different places that you could tap into money but just make sure you have enough money to you know get to the good times no i think that's an important piece because you now i'm more of a service business and you know initially we didn't have to have necessarily a lot of space we didn't have you know there were a lot of pieces that we could save money on until we got to that point where investing in you know the video studio and the music studio and things like that but a lot of businesses like the app <laughs> you don't have a choice but to invest 100%. in that business but if you're going to do it the right way Definitely. you know and and have a high investment cost and there are a lot of businesses like that where you do need the brick and mortar you do need you know, certain licenses or, you know, certain types of employees that have certain licenses and things like that. Very much so. So I know we had um, Andrea Trout from Prime IV on and, you know, obviously they have, they had to have the brick and mortar, plus they had to have RNs and other nurses on staff and, you know, those come at higher costs than someone that you're going to hire for a fast food restaurant, although some of them are paying well nowadays. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but they come at a higher cost because you need those licenses to actually legally run the business. Absolutely. So I think that's an important piece. Now, if anyone had any questions for you, you know, either about Dash Travel or about the Delray Beach Experience app or, you know, anything like that, what would be the best way to kind of reach out? Um, on our website, dashtravelandcruises.com, or the Delray Beach Experience has all my contact information. Okay. And you have a Delray Beach Experience website too, right? Yes. Okay. So you have both the app and the, and, and the uh, Absolutely. <laughs> website. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Allison, I, for having me. Yeah. A pleasure. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast. Again, my name is Allison Turner. If you have any questions about... Dream Plan Start Grow, you can go to our website, dreamplanstartgrow.com, or email at success at dreamplanstartgrow.com. We release these podcasts weekly. You can find them all on the website. You can also find them on the typical audio channels as well as YouTube. And any questions, we are happy to answer, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.